with all your experience, what's the most important thing you've learned through all of that? Not every idea is a good idea to start a company. Hey, are you ready? (laughs) Are you ready for another episode of the Business of Sales? First things first, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're giving up your time in return. I want to make sure that we're giving you interesting guests and an idea or two that's going to help you in your business. So, hey, thank you for being here. Alego.com sponsors our show, and it would absolutely mean the world to us if you would go to Alego.com and request a demo. That's called supporting us through our sponsors, and more importantly, you're going to find something on that sales enablement platform that can help you increase sales and the retention of your sales force. A sales enablement platform, it does so much, I think you'll be amazed. Alego.com, check it out. In the meantime, let's roll. Here's this week's episode of the Business of Sales. somebody looks at you and says, caveman, what, is, what does that make you think of? Where, where does your head go? I mean, I think of a lot of different things. One of those is that insurance company commercial where they used to have the caveman all the time. I, I think of that guy and, and that sort of thing. But today, Jean Arsler is with us today, and she's going to tell us all about the caveman brain and how that works and how it can help you as a business owner grow your business to move forward. So, Gene, thank you so much for being a part of the business of sales today. Morris, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here and to be able to talk to you and your listeners. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey, Gene. How did you get into this and where in the world did caveman brain come from? So that's a two-part story. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. How I got here today is because <laughs> – <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, how I got here today is is that um, I got pregnant. And how did that happen? Which, when I say that, a lot of people are like, really, Jean? Don't you know about the birds and the bees? But with that said, I was on – it was in corporate America. I was climbing up the corporate ladder. I was – I even created my own uh, position and then my corporate job. And then I got pregnant and I decided after um, having that fabulous little girl that I did not want to go back to work. And so I decided to become a mompreneur before even mompreneur was a label. And uh, from there, I started a training company and I morphed that into a management consulting company, which then I morphed that into an online business company. And I started some companies along the way and some were great and some didn't go so well. So that's how I got here today. Caveman Brain, interestingly enough, happened because I was sitting one day in my office wondering why my company wasn't as successful as it should be. And what was I doing wrong as an entrepreneur? So I decided to fix myself because that's what entrepreneurs do. And I hired four different coaches to work with me because I thought one wasn't going to do it. And one of those coaches happened to be a Harvard neuroscientist. And from him, I learned all about my amygdala, which is an almond-shaped part of your brain. It sits in the back of your head. And it's our internal protection system. Think, fight, flight, or freeze. 
And my internal protection system was keeping me small. It didn't want to take any more risk. And once I learned why it was doing that, because it didn't want me to die, um, and I wasn't going to die, I was going to be super successful. And in working with him, I realized that I had what I called caveman brain because I couldn't say amygdala a billion times. So I was called in my caveman brain. And once I defeated my caveman brain, I then helped all my clients to do that too. And they were like, you have to tell everyone about caveman brain because that's the thing that really made a difference in everyone's success. So caveman brain happens everywhere. Um, we use it a lot in our business development and our leadership, uh, working with uh, companies. But once you understand caveman brain, and it is really a kind of a metaphor, uh, you realize that there are a lot of things in the world that you can overcome so that you can be more successful. That's interesting. That is really, really interesting. Jean, you've done a lot of different things then to get to where you are today. What... Um... And I want to investigate more with you the, the whole idea of caveman brain. And in amongst to that, though, I'd like to also ask you this question, and that is, with all your experience, what's the most important thing you've learned through all of that? Not every idea is a good idea to start a company. Hmm. And I will tell you that I've, I've started lots of different companies, but that doesn't mean that every idea is the idea to start a company. So that's, that's the first thing I will tell you. Um, the second thing is, is as entrepreneurs, we are, we're really good at doing it all ourselves and bootstrapping. And even when we become successful, we still think we have to do ourselves. And I will tell you that surrounding yourself with a team is super important. And I have to tell you that it's my team that's helped me get to where I am today. Like an, an elite athlete, we are elite athletes as well. And we are, maybe I would say we're a, a, um, elite entrepreneurial athletes. Let me term that. That's a new phrase I'm going to term. But I like that it. we need people to support us. Yeah, yeah, I like it too, right? Yeah. So there you go. That's how, how creative people think. And so having a team is really important around you to, to get to where you need to go. And I often say that you, the third thing is, is that you need to be relevant and you need to stay relevant and be on the cutting edge. I often think of businesses as uh, when I'm in business as being on a surfboard and I'm looking out over the ocean and I paddle really hard to find the next wave and I catch the next wave and I ride it safely and smoothly into the beach. And then I look for the next wave and hopefully I don't cross and burn as I'm riding the wave. That's my thoughts for that. I love it. That sounds great. And it's so, so absolutely true. Uh, you know, how many times have we seen folks get out there with this great new idea? You know, I have a blue widget now and, and gee, doesn't everybody want to buy a blue widget? Well, no, we've got green widgets and that's all we need. And it, uh, it crashes, <laughs> it crashes and burns, you know, and you just, you hate to do that. So mm-hmm. how do you avoid the crash and burn side? How do you, you, I got this great idea. Now, how do I, how do I make sure that it's going to, going to work? And <laughs> I'll tell you this, I, I'm asking that as much for me as I am for the audience. Cause I've got an idea right now that I'm really excited about and I think it's going to be wonderful, but there's that part of me that wonders whether or not I'm going to be able to do it, whether it's a really good idea or not. What, 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 what questions should I be asking, Jean? How should I do this? So we teach this as part of our caveman brain business growth system. When we talk to people about business development, we say that you need three things. One, 
You need to have a customer who has a problem to, or a client, if you want to call it that, to that person has to realize that they want to solve that problem. And then three, they need to have the money to do that and are willing to spend the money to solve that problem. And when I start a company, I think to myself, who is the ideal target client for this business? Who is that person? What do they look like? What do they want? How do they think? What do they feel? What are their pain points? And I draw a whole picture about that person. Like I'm taking them to a party and I'm going to introduce them to you. And once I think about that, then the next step is, do they know they have these problems that my new business is going to solve for them? And if they do have those problems, are they willing to solve that problem? And the most important thing is, do they have the money to pay me? And are they willing to pay me? I can't tell you more how many times I've spoken to people about starting a new company. And I say to them, well, do they have money that they're going to pay you? Because otherwise you're a charity and most people don't want it. Then most people are into business to make money. I mean, charities are great. We have a nonprofit organization as well that we started. However, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, that the business is going to be great unless you can get those three things in place. It makes perfect sense. We used to, uh, talk about qualifying prospects in the sales world. And those are the things that we used to, to ask, you know, do they have a need? Do they have a problem? Are they willing to solve their problem? Can I have a conversation with them? And can they afford to, to do something if we find something for them to do and a solution for them? Can they afford to, to purchase that solution, whether it be a service or a product that's going to solve their problem? I love it. I think it's absolutely true and right on target. Ooh, how cool. Thanks. That's that's one of those basic things that we all tend to forget to ask, but yet we really, really should. It's just it's so vitally important to everything that we do. Gene, tell me a little more about Caveman Brain and, and how that can help me with my business and help our audience with their businesses. So many people, uh, especially on the entrepreneurial journey or in the sales process, you get stuck, right? There are things that you avoid. There are things that you're resistant to. And that's your caveman brain. So once you understand that the caveman brain is um, there to protect you, its only job is to ensure that you don't die, which is great when we were cave people because our caveman brains scan the horizon looking for danger. It's like breathing. You can't stop it. And it only knows what it sees and what it hears. So when we were cave people and we see the bushes moving and we could hear the movement of the bushes, our bodies flood, or well, actually our brain floods our body with chemicals to either fight, flight, or freeze. And I say to people, it's like, have you ever been in an almost car accident? And then as you pass by and you think, oh my gosh, thank God I didn't get into that car accident. Your body starts to kind of quake. That's the chemicals that your brain has flooded your body with to fight, flight, or freeze when you didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge with caveman brain is that we often don't even realize it when we say things out loud about what we're doing. Like, I, I can't find a client. Well, then caveman brain won't find a client. Or this is going to fail. Well, then caveman brain will say, I need to make it fail. <laughs> it, whatever you tell it or see it, it will do. It's, it's true. And it doesn't know fact from fiction. So think about this. When you're, I'm sure all of your viewers have watched a scary movie at some time. And 
when the victim is about to die and your heart starts to beat a little faster and you've got like the sweaty palms, that's your caveman brain reacting to what it's seeing and what it's hearing, but it's not real. And what we do is, as entrepreneurs and, and salespeople is that we often say all this stuff and get into these places about things that are not real. They're not, it's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's a perception. It's not reality. And when you start to realize all those things and make it either a fact or reality, then your caveman brain will actually switch and will support you in the thing that it, it want, that you want to achieve. So if you're stuck or resistant or you're avoiding something, I would ask you, what is making you do that? And then is that really helping you? And then if it's not helping you, let's change it so it does help you. The other thing I'm going to say more is that I just may add one more thing uh-huh. is that caveman brain comes from four places. It comes from your parents, it comes from your childhood, it comes from your culture, and it comes from your life experience. And if you can figure out where those things are coming from, I call that other people's baggage. So I have lots of clients who say to me, my mom or my dad, whoever it might be, was every time I brought them my paper and I got a 97, they were like, where's the other three points? I'm always looking for the other three points. And I think to myself, why? Like, if you're at a 97 and this is an adult, like, isn't that really good enough? Like, I think, like, being at an 85 might be good enough, right? Because who's grading you on your work, uh, in tr- especially as an entrepreneur, other than, you know, I got a check. I mean, that might be the grading. Yeah. The fact is that there's so many things that we carry around that prevent us from being more successful. And when you realize that and let go of those things and you put caveman brain to help you propel you as opposed to derail you, um, you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. So what you're telling me is that all the things that, that we've learned or have been taught, whether we learned it or not, it's another whole question. Uh, all the things that we were taught back in the early early 1900s and in the 60s and 70s actually really does work, that we do become what we think about. And what we think is really vitally important to what's going to happen in our lives. Truth. Very, very truth. Yeah. And, and that's something that, that uh, I don't know, I, I just think we forget that sometimes. It's, you know, what is it, Roosevelt? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, isn't that the truth? 98% of the stuff that we fear never happens, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when you talk about that more, it's like a lot of stuff that we feel that never happens. That's your caveman brain anticipating danger mm-hmm. and figuring out a plan so that it has a plan so that if something happens to you, you can get out of it. And yet it never really – how about this? Why don't you wait till it actually happens? <laughs> and then if it does, you can deal with it at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like yeah. we all sit around and go, well, what if this and what if that? And it's always what if the world comes to an end? What if the, the sky falls? What if, you know, we have a wreck on the way there? Or what if, uh, well, I have a friend named Mindy Audlin. Mindy wrote a book called uh, What If It All Goes Right?, and that's her thing is the what if up club, what if upping, what if it all goes right? What if we had, we start this business and, you know, people start knocking down the door to get in. People start, you know, just flooding my, my inbox with, Hey, how do I start with, with your company? What if it all goes right? 
If we thought that way, do, is that going to help our caveman brain problem? Oh, yes. I, I had a coach who once said to me, imagine if it was easy. How many times do we say, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. This is so, this is so difficult. And I say to people, don't say that because your caveman brain will make it hard and difficult. You can say it's challenging, yeah. right? Caveman brain is okay with challenging because it, because it deals with challenges all the time and it can help you get through a challenge. But if it's hard, it doesn't know what to do. It's like, okay, well then it's hard. We're not doing it. We don't want to do it. Yeah. Let's go find so another now solution. Like everything was easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, that, that makes sense. You know, if it was easy, then. Caveman brain wouldn't wouldn't interject, wouldn't become a part of the deal. It makes good sense, Shane. It really nope. does. And it's it it's back to uh, like I'm saying, it's it's back to we become what we think about. And getting our brains and our thoughts in the right right direction uh, with sales, it's very easy to say, "Oh my God, I don't want to get on the phone. I don't want to call people and and ask them for an appointment or call <laughs> people and talk to them." I, I oh my God, I'm scared of the telephone. Well, you know what? <laughs> Telephone can't hurt you unless somebody bonks you over the head with a, an old receiver. Uh, your cell phone can't hurt you. Uh, you know, nobody on the other end of that phone is going to shoot you over the phone or, or, or take away your, your family or your livelihood. So why are we so scared of some of that stuff, Gene? So, so fascinating. I was talking to a colleague uh, last week and he says to me, um, you know, people are always so un nervous to interrupt people at work. They don't want to call them because they're going to interrupt something. And I was like, yeah, he goes, I've been sitting in my office all week. I wish someone would interrupt me. <laughs> he said, I would welcome someone to call me. Please, please get me out of this. Somebody call me. I love it. Yeah, he was someone called me. He's like, I would welcome a distraction and interrupted interruption. I thought, wow, that's so good because so many salespeople are like, I don't want to call them. I don't want to disturb them. I don't want to be pushy, salesy, or aggressive. Yeah. And we talk about in our in our system, we talk about something called a facilitator buyer. Mm -hmm. So if you think about um Helping someone to make a decision. Men, when they go into a, a to a, a clothing store and they want to buy a suit, there is a person to help them buy a suit, buy a shirt, buy a tie, buy a belt that all matches. And if you're not interested in the suit, I'm sorry, in the shirt or the tie, you go, no, no, thank you. And they go, okay, yeah, and they put it away. They don't go, you have to have this shirt and tie. <laughs> So if, you, so if you think about, and we call that, like they're a buyer, they're helping you make decisions, they're mm -hmm. helping you buy something. Yeah. And we tell people that you're facilitating a buy. So if you are calling someone and they say, no, I don't want to talk to you. Great. Thanks so much. I appreciate that you don't want to talk to me. And you move forward to the next person. Right. The fact is, is that you're there to facilitate them to some decision and they may not be ready yet. That's fine. They might be like my friend who's waiting for an interruption. Please call him. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact is that we put all of these thoughts into our heads that people are going to think I'm pushy, salesy, and aggressive. Well, <laughs> has anyone called you pushy? Has anyone ever called you salesy? We, we actually survey our clients each year and ask them for the top things that make them crazy. Uh -huh. Pushy, salesy, aggressive, number one. Uh, number two is fear of rejection. And I always say, have you ever been rejected? Because I don't know about you, but I didn't get into every college that I applied to. And yet, look, I'm still standing. I didn't die. I'm here on Morris' <laughs> short drive today. Exactly. 
Exactly. And yet we were, we were worried about it and, and really concerned. Well, it's just like kids that, that are so concerned over, well, you know, what if I can't wear that? Cause it's not, you know, I need some new, I get just the other kids are going to laugh. What's going to happen if I wear this shirt? I looked at my son when he was in middle school at the time. And I said, what did uh, Johnny wear yesterday to school? I, I don't know. Well, how about Sally? Do you know what she wore yesterday? Which for a little boy probably would have been a, an easier question to answer. And he said, no, I really don't. I guess it was a, a dress. Of, I, I don't know, Dad. So you know what? None of them know what you wore yesterday either. So don't worry about it. Put on your damn shoes and go to school. You know, I mean, it's, it's just 98% of the crap we worry about never happens. So let's quit worrying about that and start thinking about what if everything went correct? What if everything went right? Does that make sense? Yep. Just, yeah, it makes a ton of sense, Morris. And what I'd say to people is caveman brain becomes a noun. It becomes a verb. It sometimes becomes an adverb. So just to know, I felt like that's my caveman brain speaking. Is that helping me or hurting me? And a lot of times it's not helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? As I said, our mission is to leave you better than we found you. And we want to make sure that everybody is successful. Well, you've certainly left me better than you found me when we started this conversation. There's no doubt about that. Gene, thank you so much for being on the business of sales today. Thank you so much for having me, Morris. I, it was such a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Have a great week. Find somebody new to talk to, and I'll see you again next week. Same time, same place, right here on the business of sales. 